It's View From 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. It's episode 41 of View From 202, coming to you after the first loss of our season, the New York Red Bulls. The uh, invincible, undefeated dream dies a week after Peaches er, utters it you over the air. You mean cursed it. I yeah, absolutely cursed it. Yeah. Violently. So. You know what? I prefer like this. Hex. I prefer this. I should have described it over the air that you were actually literally holding a, uh, a rat and a newt <laughs> over a cauldron <laughs> as you said that. So I take the fault for that as, as narrator or as host for not adequately painting the picture. Um, but no, yeah, this is this is uh, following in the wake of a 3-1 loss away at Seattle. Um, breaking it down for you this week, uh, I'm Britt Bird, always joined by Alex, the uh, hex master, witch Chang, and Sam Place. Hey, how are you? I mean, as an ardent Satanist, I uh, I'm honored. Yeah. Hey, we're officially middle aged. Our our podcast. Yeah. Is 41 middle age now? I don't know. I, feel I like, guess I'm never really sure what middle age is. I feel like when is. you hit 40, that's when, uh, right? Yeah. Sorry to all our listeners who are 40 in the pub. There aren't many of you. I feel like being described as middle age is not really a shock or an insult at that point, right? <laughs> I feel like you could call somebody uh, in their late 30s middle age, though. Yeah, I and think that might, be, that might be when it's contentious. But like, like 30, 40, 36 like, yeah, is like, okay, like, I guess you're yeah. middle aged. I don't know. I feel like parents are always middle aged until they're grandparents, and then they're not. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe. Me. All right, so welcome to our uh, our midlife crisis. Mid- midlife crisis, I guess. I don't know. I'm a little tired of that <laughs> trope. Live your life, middle-aged people. Is it an okay. early season crisis, though? No, I, I would say no, but let's delve into I want that. an excuse to buy a sports car or another taxi. You can just do that yourself. See what I did Under, there. See yeah. what I did there. No. Because we desperately I need another don't left, left don't back. Don't acknowledge. Okay. <laughs> so, the Red Bulls lost 3-1. To Seattle on a day where Seattle uh, unfurled their first ever MLS Cup champion banner. Um, it was actually the third home opener we've played in three weeks. Of course, the first being Atlanta's, then ours, then <laughs> Seattle's. Um, and the two the two away ones we've played are actually pretty significant. It being Atlanta's first ever and Seattle's, you know, MLS one, party. Yeah. Both with so. nearly sold out stadiums. I think the, the attendance for Seattle was forty five thousand. Not to yeah. forget the the state the home opener for the inaugural you know MLS Cup season of the New York Red Bulls. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it is written. Um, that one was not sold out. I'm flattered though. I also don't have a newt for that one. That's good. <laughs> um, hey, I guess I guess we're a big deal. This is proof positive, right? A really big deal. We're Whatever. on national television for the fourth week in a row this week, right? Yeah. Everybody wants some Red Bulls. Someone got. Someone's got to give Shep Messing a job because he's a. <laughs> I do feel for Shep and Cangiolosi. Uh, well, he has. He said explicitly that he's tired. That he never gets. He never gets to call the derbies because they're always on national yeah. television. Anyway, this game we lost, three one. Um, and uh, first goal, of course, was scored by Seattle. In the first half, off 20s. of a, a pretty bad blunder by Damien Parnell, who mm-hmm. actually had, had been one of our defenders that had avoided mm-hmm. ex- such explicit individual errors so far this season, but add him to the group. You can blame me for this one, too, because I, th- I think I've been defending Parnell by saying that he passes low. Like aggressively yeah. defending. And then true. he... No one was even attacking you, but yet you defended. You you preemptively defended. If only Parnell had, because he had a uh, bad back pass mm-hmm. under pressure to Luis Robles, where Luis had to hurriedly run off his line in an attempt to clear it, um, and he did not arrive in time and ended up clipping Clint Dempsey for a penalty. Clint Dempsey. Jordan uh, Morris. Excuse me, Jordan Morris. Clint Dempsey finished or shot the penalty and finished it straight up the middle. With a lot of pace, um, that was that for the first half. I thought we actually looked pretty good for the first half. I will say now that I uh, did not watch the game live, but I did watch the extended highlights, the condensed match, um, and uh, I was surprised at a lot of the anguish. I, I shouldn't be, but I was surprised at a lot of the <laughs> anguish on Twitter based on watching the first half because you know there there are clear moments I think we're creating chances, but alas, we go into the break down one zero. We come out of the break. And uh, open it with a goal assisted by another than Salzizo, another cross uh, into the box. He finds Bradley's head. Bradley redirects it uh, 
via deflection off the post and in to tie it 1-1. Mm-hmm. It is Bradley Wright Phillips' 70th goal in Damn. MLS, which makes him uh, only behind Roy Lassiter and... Oh, damn. I'm forgetting the other one. Robbie Keane? Roy Lassiter and Robbie Keane, yep. I think, uh, for the fastest to ever to get 70 goals in MLS history, which is good company indeed. Um, and, uh, yeah, great great spot by Bradley. Uh, good ball by Sal. Uh, add it to the future or more consideration for Sal's surprisingly good uh, offensive contributions. However, that was not all that was to be for Sal for this game. Four minutes later, we saw the other cruel side of the coin as Sal gets undressed in our own 18-yard box right on our own end line. Gets nutmegged by Joven Jones, who's you know not necessarily a name that strikes fear into Doesn't every household. For Trinidad, okay, sure, but yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. mm, um, rest in peace. Who uh, then finds? Well. Who does he find? I don't know. It doesn't matter. He, f- he squares it back. Who to then? Lodero. To Lodero, yeah. who chips in a great ball to the far post. Uh, to Jordan Morris, who had completely <coughs> eluded Justin Billu, who was ball watching, and Jordan Morris basically. Heads this in from I don't know six inches out. Um, a pretty pretty uh, embarrassing play. In fact, I think Seattle actually made a meme of it, or somebody's fans, some Seattle fans made a meme of it. Oh, that was the shooting star, but I right. think that was actually of Gil Bronson's dive. Dive, yeah. Oh, okay, that was uh, MLS Comics. Oh, MLS sorry, Comics, yeah. we didn't even talk about that last week, so we're coming kind of coming out of nowhere with that. But uh, individual errors from both Sal and. Uh, Bill Yu, that game. Bill Yu, he was playing for Kamar Lawrence, who was who did not travel because of personal reasons. Um, we continued to battle back after that, try to get another. However, it was not to be as eventually Seattle sealed the deal off a goal on a deflection, whereas uh, Jordan Morris, I believe, no, Harry Ship, uh, newly journeyman, landed Harry Ship. Um, shoots the, and it deflects off of Salzizo, I believe. No, it deflects off of the way. Um, no, I think the way it works actually, is that yeah. jo- Joven Joven Jones was the one who uh, kind of it was a shot, and then the, the shot deflected that, off that, of. that uh, deflected off of ship. And the way it worked was that there was that fluky fucking turf that just kind of like let it like spin right mm. in into the into the net. It looked like it was on target for about the the post right on square but then yeah. once it hit the turf you could see it picked up that spin even more in a way that only turf does and it goes right inside and you know mm. Luis obviously has no chance and that was pretty much all she wrote they finished that what in the 82nd yeah kind of played it out we lose our first game in 18 matches um see this going is back to last saying. season this is why i was saying it was good because you jinxed us on a lot of to fronts. be totally honest I'd forgotten about the streak. I mean, obviously, like you know, when somebody mentioned it, I was like, "Oh yeah," but I it had not occurred to me to carry it over from last season. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the playoffs are count. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, I don't think I was think. You know, I don't think the team was thinking about that necessarily. No. Um, I don't. I was not thinking about it when you were joking about Invincibles last week. Yeah. Also, I should say, you know, despite the open, I think we were musing hypothetically. I don't think we were actually conjecting or out from a oh, uh, no, no. 2-0 yeah, 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 start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I do that f- for the Knicks, too, like Invincible season. When oh, I mean, it was, right. it was, when it, it comes it was, to winning was, the lottery, it was right? pretty <laughs> obvious that we were not being that serious about yeah. that. So, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, so the, the streak, as it were, ends for whatever that's worth. Um, and we now have six points from three games, two of them away games. Um, how do you guys feel about this game? Not so. I guess our start of the season is, isn't that bad. Um, two and one is. Uh, I mean, it's putting us in better shape than it, you know we were in last year. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, but I think that we did not play well, and I don't think. I mean, I think that. I want to say we're a better team than Seattle, especially based on their first two performances, which are just really not that great. And we're with, a and, 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 and with a defense that conceded two goals in two occasions to Montreal and Houston, 
uh, it just was very surprising. I mean, both on the road, to be fair, but I was just very surprised that we could not get a second goal. But I think that part of our issue is that well, we couldn't defend wide. So well, Seattle, I feel like oftentimes it, it might not have been covered mm-hmm. in the highlights, but at least during the like during the actual game, it really felt like they they pushed the ball out wide uh, and they took advantage of our weak fullbacks. And then mm-hmm. at the same time, yeah. they played up the middle too, and they took advantage of long balls and of the lack of pace that our center backs had. I think that's a situ- I think it's a positional thing because they played a very similar ball as to the one in, in Atlanta. In Atlanta, there was a ball that that led to Luis's you know really spectacular save when he got really down low yeah. to save on Martinez. But what led up to that was a ball played diagonally from their own half over Alex Mule, who jumped and it went just right over his head um, to their streaking left winger. They did a similar ball this game, same yeah. exact thing, um, in a way that you know. Makes me think maybe the teams are looking at the tape and realizing that's a vulnerability that and, can and so, reliably. And so, well, well our weakness on um, the the width is kind of by design though, because Jesse notorious or like not notoriously, but Jesse Jesse just um, has been looking to be very compact, and he's made it clear that he wants the team to be even more compact than we've been. I mean, you say by design, but I think it's mostly because of underperforming fullbacks. I just think that the quality yeah. of the fullbacks is, is the real issue. And I mean, you can well, look, I mean, at, look at, if you look at the chart of, of movement, uh, I forget yeah. what it's called, but it's, you know, our fullbacks are wide. They're very yeah. wide. And so it's not really an issue of being compact in the fullback position. It's really just an issue of not being able to defend. I, I, I think Billy uh, and Zizou just really played poorly defensively. Right, I mean, I, th- this is going back to why I think we might want to go... This is why I think I want to go three in the back, because our wingback, or our fullbacks are wingbacks, and they, they play very far up, and they play offensively. They're, they're pretty just, much wingers. There just isn't a scenario for that to exist with, with the 4 2 2 4 2 2 too. And then also the just fall even if we fall back into that four two three one, I just don't see that being a scenario. But I mean, uh, well, I, I could see us playing a three five two. I mean, I mean that's kind of it, in certain phases of the game last year. It's kind of what we did. Remember when um, when we were collecting the ball specifically and, and kind of trying to build out in the limited way that we did. Dax would repeatedly receive the ball in between the two center backs mm-hmm. from Luis yeah. and, that's, and then and, distribute from there. And we did but, that too. I right. mean, Felipe was plays, is now playing that role. Yeah, we do that He's when not, we are in possession, but we don't do that right. in defense. I mean, even then though, Felipe is not quite the destroyer that Dax was. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that, but, 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 that's, but that's yeah, exactly. Though, yeah. That's not that's a, it's a different thing. But I mean, I just don't think that we had we played well with the fullbacks, and then I also just think the midfield didn't look great. I mean, I think Sasha underperformed, and I think he has been underperforming in the four two two two. He looked better. He looked uh, better this game than he did last game. Marginally, if anything, I really don't think he did. His not, passes nothing, actually went somewhere. Not nothing worth. Of note, I don't. I don't think. Like that one pass to Sean Davis when he was making that bombing run was um, almost an assist. There were, but there were a couple other ones that were just fluky and just off. And his set pieces were really weak today too, or not today, but on, you know during the game too. Uh, I just, I don't know. I didn't think he played very well. And I, I didn't think, think he played poorly though. Like I, he played last game. I, I thought he played poorly last game. I think Davis also just is continuing to underperform. And, and I think that you know, I think Davis is great, and I think that he has the potential to be great. But I just think that. It's really tough to be supportive uh, uh, of of him when when we lose the ball so often in the midfield, and I feel like it you know it falls on the shoulders of players like Davis and Felipe. I I thought our front six wasn't that bad, all things considered, just because we're playing on turf and you know anything goes on turf. But um, I I mean, come on, like it, balls go everywhere. There are teams. There's a sizable portion That's of the league really that plays on turf every single no. week, though. Yeah, I don't think you can right. just say it goes. Just everything goes. I mean, most of them are in the West now, but like, I don't know if you can just write it off so casually. Well, I mean, I I I don't think you can really um, have a very predictive game on turf either, because all of your passes will bounce either too much or too little. Um, nothing really settles down. Like even Seattle when they play. Seattle's made Seattle's made the playoffs every single year of their existence, playing every home game on turf. Like when I think that betrays some level of predictability. I don't think this I, is, I don't know, but you can't really play. This is I mean, you can't really play cleanly on turf, no matter how well you play. Seattle's, yeah, but okay, but like, but even if you compare the teams, like Seattle just played better than us on on, on turf, and I but I, I don't think that the turf. Uh, turf I, I don't think they played better than us. I, I turf really is don't. not the deciding factor. The deciding yeah, factor no, yeah, was, I, I, I was, was that we got we, we ended up getting and we get we got beat wide, and we also we we did not control the tempo of the game but, at all. But that's the system. We can't. We don't play wide. 
uh, we un, uh, anymore. I mean, we used to uh, put crosses into BWP, but that's not the case. No, so that's how we scored our goal. On. I'm that's not... how we scored a goal this week. That's right. how we scored our goal. Uh, one goal. Our own goals. In that's how we scored both our own goals. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And that's but how like, we scored a corner. But the way that the system is set up right now isn't is to be compact and not to play wide. So I, I'm not talking about offense. I'm talking about defensively. I'm saying that we defensively were not. We just were not. Uh, we're, we're not. Well, the product of taking us taking care com- of the of, of of players that pushed out wide. Right, but the product of us playing compactly was a, is a defensive move by Jesse in the first place. I mean, I mean I'm not defending Jesse. I'm just what, saying what, what the team is supposed to. I just to I like. think that what you are talking about as system is what I'm talking about really just as players. I right. think that our individuals did not did not step up, and our fullbacks I mean, didn't step up. I mean, that's that fair, but I also think that you know, by our, our platonic ideal is to not do that. Play wide. Right. Platonic ideal of what our really? team is. Yeah. Okay, but how does the how does the system thing even matter so much when we've been switching systems multiple times per game? I mean, do we do that again this game? No, we did not do that. We stayed four two 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 the whole time. And then we switched to a four two three one at one point. Uh, no, well, so Davis had had gone out right. Yeah. Uh, for Sasha Mule, moved back, and so Sasha played deeper, uh, and and sort of filled that role, which is what he did very. It was similar to what he did against um against Atlanta, which okay. which was a good which was a good decision in in my opinion. I mean, I think that, that he plays better there, and he also I mean he plays I think he plays his best in that four two three one right up up the middle. So right. So those are the two places where I think he's best utilized. I just don't think he was utilized very well in this game. But I, but I think what, one of the points that I wanted to go back to is that we just like one of the most notable impacts that someone like you know Mike Grella has is that he is able to slow yeah. down the game and control the tempo. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we just we failed to do the first half. I feel like everything was on on Seattle's terms, especially the way that they attacked and the way they held possession. Like we just didn't do that. And 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 I don't think we've done it very well. And that's why it's so noticeable when Mike Grella comes on. Uh, but I think the only player that really uh, has some success during the full 90 is Felipe in that regard. I mean, in my opinion, that's uh, I mean, about I, it. I disagree with you in that it seemed that Seattle was controlling the game because the only uh, opportunities that they get were when they were countering from their own half. I mean, it, it seemed like we had most of the possession. We just had errant. We just had bad passing. I mean, that's that's what it was. Our our players didn't play well. Um, they looked a lot more comfortable with the ball than we did. I I just think that they they. I think that we did a decent job in the box. So when they when they came when they when they when they when they they attacked wide and they tried to put the ball in the middle, I think we did a good job clearing it for the most part in the first half. Uh, but I think that the I don't know the issue is that they just I feel like they were in control and that we were the ones who uh, needed to make the more significant halftime decisions. Uh, we, we had better build-up plays. I think we, we had more finished. passes. Yeah, I looked at the the charts and I think we had more passes. I mean, based on what I saw, I think we we. Um, had a decent amount of connection, I think, especially in the first half. Obviously, it was not sharp enough, and it didn't come together. But I'm I'm not necessarily too worried by the performance that much. Um, one, because I think Sasha Klesson will get better. I don't think he's permanently become off or rusty all of a sudden, and he will regress to the mean upwards. Um, I think that's uh, true um, of our center backs as well. I think between Colin... Paranel and Paranel, one of them were Long. ironing themselves out. I think Long's, provided that Long's going to continue to do all right. Yeah. I think between Paranel and Colin, their individual errors are uncharacteristic. I don't think all both of them are going to be irrevocably bad all of a sudden. Well, also, there's potential apparently for us to still add one more defensive player, which I think is Tim Schmoll anyway. Well. For fullbacks, I think you know we'll have to see what Taxi's deal is. I hope everything's fine with him. But then we've got Maria on the bench, who's still unknown, but it's an option. And then we got Connor Laid potentially coming back. And then we also still have that hypothetical uh, signing that could still be made, according to Mark Fishkin. Um, so all of those things seem like fixable problems to me. I don't think that the system showed tremendous strain or there was a bigger thing going on there. Mm-hmm. I think that Bill you and... Sal having shocking individual errors right there is is something that can be addressed, and um, I think our offense will also potentially regress to the mean. I mean, according to the you know expected goals for last year, we scored like ten more goals than we were supposed to, but so did like three other playoff yeah, teams. I'm, so I don't know about that, but I, I mean, I, I don't think that Colin um, will fix his errors actually. I, I mean, I I just think that someone told him. 
um, in training that he has to pass better or that he has to try to pass more instead of just clearing it. Collins is better at clearing the ball straight up, um, just without any thought. I, I, I just don't see him fitting into kind of a smooth transition build from the back, uh, center back, like Paranales, or that, and that fits better with what we're trying to do. Like, I don't think that Collins cut out for this team right now i mean I, I respectfully disagree but we've already we've gone into this in several episodes but like i just i don't know i just don't like think there, I, I don't think uh, he's he's not fixable if, if that's the case though i mean they, if it's not working out in training then they can just tell him to revert to his old role yeah i mean i think that's what should happen okay i think that's a hasty decision week three of the season yeah well, i mean I just, he's, not, he's just not that pl- kind of player is what all i'm saying he hasn't been for his entire career Okay. So let's move to Goat and Woat for this week. I mean, it's pretty easy for me. Then, by all means. Okay. Um, I think my... Well, I'll start with Woat. No, 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 no. Go Goat first. Okay, There's fine. an order to this universe. Uh, I'll, okay, I'll start with my Goat. I think it's Daniel Royer. Okay. Um, I mean, I think he just worked hard. He picked up the ball. He made a couple key passes. Um, work rate was high. Uh, I'm going to go with Luis Robles. I think um, all the goals that we conceded were not his fault. The first is Paranel's fault. Second is Zizzo's fault. Third is a deflection. Um, and when called into action on other saves, I think he did really well. Yeah. Oh, I will. Can I can I point out that Robles has been coming off the line more? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been really decisive and convincing coming yeah. off the line. I, I mean, I will say that there were a couple <coughs> shaky moments that that he had, but he kind of got bailed out by Morris's incompetence, which was twice, I think, twice. Um, but I mean, hopefully that, for the sake of the national team, that changes. But uh, I don't know. I think for me, it's between. Um, I think, I mean, for me, the what I the biggest thing that I noticed the entire game was about like the tempo of the game and and how we it, we didn't. I feel like we just did not do a good job of controlling it. And so the two players to me that really stood out were Felipe and Grella in in that in that sense. But I think that consistently, I think Grella has been doing a great job coming off the bench, mm-hmm. and I think that his addition to on the field uh, helped us mm-hmm. uh, move toward that first goal. And then you know it would have it could have been more. Uh, it, it really could have. Um, I think that he. He played well, and I think that he deserves a start. Honestly, I'm curious. Are you saying Grella helps with our tempo because he, he he because, slows the game because down. he can slow the game yeah. down. He can he can like hold possession in the midfield in ways that like he Davis, definitely Davis was tempo. unable to do. Hmm. Um, uh, which you know. Uh, is, is, is only really noticeable because as a team we did not play well. I mean, if we have players that have standout games, it would obviously be, you know, um, you know, I think a, Grello, a much bigger deal. I think the thing about Grello, too, is that he has this kind of intangible effect on team chemistry. Um, whenever he comes on immediately, you kind of notice more passes are being strung together. Um, Mike Grello is kind of putting the ball where people are going to actually move to, not kind of in no man's land where they're expecting. Um, and he, he dribbles. I mean, he dribbles and lets other people make space. Um, and I, I think that by, um, you know, holding the ball, he lets other people make runs that um, contribute to the attack. Yeah, it's, he's always a great, I mean, he's a great addition in the 60th minute of every game, in my opinion. So so mm-hmm. kudos to him. All right, what's? I mean, Bill you. Bill you. Bill you for you nope. guys? Billy's just not good enough to be a left back in MLS right now. I mean, he, not that he won't be, but he's just not right now. Okay. I just thought that... They were eating him alive. They t- really took advantage of both our underperforming fullbacks defensively. I mean, you know, Sal, good on him for some, you know, very dangerous crosses. Um, and I, you know, I hope that he... Consistently plays well because I think the first two games he didn't he played pretty played, played decently so hopefully that you know we get back to that form uh, or he does at least uh, but I think that Billy just he got caught you know ball watching I think that on overlapping runs he just did not do a good job uh, uh, keeping in, his in man it, keeping his man and and I think that. There were just so many situations where Seattle was just on. So on Seattle's right, they just they, they were so far on our side, uh, and I yeah. just feel like uh, they had so much space and so much time uh, to put the ball in or, or to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, it's got to be Billy's fault. To yeah, some I mean, extent. They, they just kept attacking that side, and there was no hope. Yeah, it was shaky. Yeah, I think we have to go with Sal. Sal. Uh, 
Yeah, that was pretty embarrassing dressing down and uh, his shoving match after getting embarrassed, I think. Oh, no, he got woke. pulled by the neck. I kind of wanted to see him get into a fight. Um, but I, he had the assist, though, so, I mean, I can't give it to Sal. Yeah. I don't know. I thought he played well. I was told him to do it. We need some more variety. <laughs> as of as of this week, we've uh, between all of our picks for both games, we've only had one disagreement, and that was a soft disagreement, so... I gotta mix it up. Well, I mean, I feel like that's. Uh, I think this is like a deliberate disagreement. Yeah, I feel like the count. way that the games went, just like you, it's an easy decision for our votes. Yeah, I least. guess. Yeah, I, I guess a lot of Billy's pitfalls probably did not get included in the <laughs> condensed. Uh, oh no, highlights. Yeah. So, how did the boy Goldbranson look? This is he got a start. He yeah, looked fast. Right Dude can jump. Yeah. Holy shit. He got carded for a dive. See, I, I think he, he looks like he's jumping higher than he is just because he's short. Not that short. But, but, but like, that would he's mean he hasn't... Like, he's pretty short. He can that's jump. Fine. He can still jump very high. Like, that's, like, even more to his credit. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he gets, like... He, he wins headers over, like, tall center backs, though. He was ever so slightly uh, uh, behind he was a, like a, foot uh, off. a chance uh, in the box. It was a, it was a, a ball put in. He's, that was a low cross, though, too. He's about, he's about like a foot away. That was a timing uh, thing, not a height thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Because he, his head was pretty far down at that point. Uh, it was ahead of him, not yeah, above yeah. him. Right, right, exactly. So I think, I mean, but I think overall... He's fast. I, I think that um, he kind of got a little tangled with Bradley a couple times, but that's just nature of him not really playing with us for very long. Um, but I think he's really athletic, and he is, you know, he fits into the system. He uh, does a good job pressing. Uh, wow. I don't think he is that much faster. Um, but I think with the ball at his feet, he's really quick. There was one instance yeah, in the first it. half where he took the ball from like all, deep in our half all the way to like to the. Uh, edge of the box yeah. um, and just was outrunning uh, whoever was defending him. I'm not sure who it was, but mm-hmm. outrunning them with the ball at his feet was really impressive. Well, I mean, I think he does not, doesn't have quite as much separating speed, but yeah, he's very fast. He's very, very fast. So, I, I mean, I think that there's, a, you know, he's, he's got a lot of promise um, and I think that he's only going to get better with more minutes, uh, mm-hmm. with more practice uh, with, the t- with the team. All right. Well, around the league, in non-Red Bulls results... Um, in the Eastern Conference, we had uh, NYCFC and Montreal split points uh, at Yankee Stadium, which I think is a good result for the Red Bulls. We had Toronto beat Vancouver at Vancouver after Breck Shea gets uh, sent off for yelling at the ref. We have Atlanta beat a 10-man Chicago 4-0. Uh, still putting a big number for Atlanta. We have Columbus beat D.C. Uh, D.C. Hey. has yet to score a goal this season. Uh, we but they're a, still selling the raccoons. Yeah, <laughs> which again, I've, I've even with your favorite player, Peaches. Yeah, really, he's you know, back. My favorite yeah. player in and the entire league. Still shit. Orlando is beat. Uh, Orlando beat Philadelphia two one, uh, and Dallas came back from behind to uh, beat New England two one. Um, Doesn't take much to beat New England. That would have really, that really would have upset my uh, valuation of all the teams if New England had beat <laughs> Dallas. Um, and yeah, that w- that was it for the Eastern Conference. So the result now is that uh, the Red Bulls are. Tied on points, but in third place. Um, on goal differential. On goal differential. Um, in the East, uh, Orlando actually, uh, despite losing uh, the, their second match, I guess, has, is ahead no, of us now. they have a perfect record. Oh, yeah, you're right. They had a bye yeah. because of the snow. Uh, they're on six points with uh, two wins. And Atlanta, of course, has only lost to us, but <laughs> has put up those big numbers against Minnesota. And uh, now Chicago. Well, they're playing Seattle next, I think, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so an interesting um, look at the table right now. Nothing nothing really too discreet to say, except maybe so far uh, D.C. and New England look worse than maybe we would have anticipated. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had those both not uh, exactly where I thought they'd be. I mean, yeah, I think D.C. Poor. are underperforming. I think Patrick Mullins needs to get hot. You think that. I just think they're not that good this year. But but we'll we'll find only time will tell I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Chicago seems to be a team that anyone who wants to read anything into them can. I think a lot of people really want them to be good. I feel like they're poised for sixth. Really. Yeah. It's just what they are because they're they're fine. Like they still they, a playoff team. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. I just I think they're really just pretty average. Well, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think Chicago are going to break the mold a little bit this season, but yeah. All right. So that's the that's the picture in the Eastern Conference. 
right now, uh, going into the weekend, we're one of six teams to be playing. Um, we're not on the international break, uh, so we have a, a chance to get a leg up while everyone else is resting. Um, catch us after the break for uh, breaking down Real Salt Lake as an opponent, um, who actually, as of today, have some big head coaching news and uh, are going to be suffering their own call-ups to the U.S. national team, which offers some interesting decisions to be made. So catch us after the break. Segment two of episode forty-one. Real Salt Lake hours right here. Who up? <laughs> We're playing Real Salt Lake this weekend at home um, for our second home game of the year. Uh, breaking news. This is how you know the show's not written because we let you say stuff like that. Yeah, it's good. Wow. <laughs> Be careful. We can turn that logic around on you. Oh yeah. So true. anytime. <laughs> but um. Well, it won't be breaking news by the time you hear this, but news that uh, Real Salt Lake's coach, Jeff Kazar, has been fired after uh, only three games. Third week in the season, he's been fired. Um, Real Salt Lake uh, is winless so far, only has one point through three weeks, yet you you got to think that that's a really short amount of time. Real Salt Lake did not finish particularly well last season. They were looking okay for a good portion, but then they went seven winless to close it out. Um, however, it strikes me as kind of kind of weird that you go an entire preseason with a guy that you mm-hmm. evidently feel unsure about and then pull the plug so quickly. Because it seems to me if, if you're so unsure about him in the first place and ready to go, why not just do it in the offseason and give the new coach or find a new coach and give him a chance to really build? It, it kind of feels like one of those things where... Um, they might have been like, look, um, you didn't look good last season. This is your last chance. Make it look good. And then they just you know, just went off to a horrible start. They don't look good. Three games, though? It's a, it's a really weird time. I, I think it's a really odd time to, to give anybody the axe. So. But what is interesting is that the Real Monarchs, RSL's second team, is head coached by none other than Mike Pecky. <laughs> Who have not even played a game with him at head coach yet. So... It would be very interesting to see if he were to get the interim yeah. job and if he were to get it this week and he were to be coaching at Red Bull Arena. Yeah. Well, I mean, or I feel like so the, Real Salt Lake. The good part about recording now on Mondays instead of Tuesdays is that we can easier get it out before the game. The bad part is... We don't know the news. <laughs> by the time you're listening to this, yeah, it may be announced obsolete, that Pecky yeah. is, is actually coaching the uh, Well, I mean, it seemed like... RSL fans seem to have thought that hiring Pecky for that job was pretty much saying, look, if Jeff Kassar gets canned, that's who's, who's stepping up. Yeah, thinking about it, if really I'm Kassar... Really is not a bad, you know, temporary, you know... Yeah. If I'm Kassar and I get somebody hired like that yeah. beneath me, yeah. I'm probably kind of pissed. Yeah. Right? You can kind of probably feel the pressure. Also, or, or it might light, light, a, light a little fire under him. Yeah. Right. And Glenn Cook's... Or Crooks, right? Glenn Crooks um, tweeted today that when he spoke to Petke in like February, he had spent a lot of time with the first team in preseason and all that too. Mm. So, yeah, weird. Oh, we'll yeah. see. But uh, that's uh, I guess the biggest yeah. piece of the puzzle they're missing. I, I feel mean, like we should just record two versions of the segment: one presupposing <laughs> that he is, and one presupposing he isn't. Yeah. It's um, weird that Mike Petke was not chosen, wasn't it? Yeah. Pecky would be a tough choice for this team because, I mean, because obviously I will not speak ill of Pecky, but he took over a team that, you know, very much had a, a structure in place. I mean, just Thierry Henry alone 
is a lot to work with. But then, um, you know, if there's one thing that sticks to me, sticks out to me about Pecky's team, it was, or teams, it was that he had a really solid group in the first 11, but then when it came to substitutions, maybe he would make one in the 70th minute or Ruben so. Ruben Bovert. And then throw in Armando in, like, the second minute of stoppage time every time because, you know, maybe our bench was better than we thought, but we just never got the chance. But really, it was kind of just like, you know... He he'd worked with what he was given. He he would be a weird guy to give the keys to, I think, and say well, build an entire system. Hey, right we had now. to start Richard Eckersley a few times that season. Hey, I we we did the show after that season, but I would have been an Eckersley apologist <laughs> in the playoffs specifically. He was fine during the 2014 playoffs. Maybe he had a, God. I I should go check the videos because maybe he had a really glaring error that I'm forgetting about. But. <laughs> I mean, how many games was uh, was it until Siggy Smith got the uh, got was was got the axe like halfway right the before season. the summer transfers? It was like the yeah. game before Ladera showed up. I mean, I feel like our SL strategy at this point is to you know instead of go through just a disastrous first half, you know, stop bleeding early, look to sign somebody in, in over the summer, yeah, an impact guy. And then go from there, but, but I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, I think this is good for Petke though, because yeah, I, I think that this is a good. This is also not bad timing, hypothetically, if he were to get the you know get the position. Right, because I don't he, I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't really know if it's, 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 a, it's a degree of uncertainty. Sure, but I think that of all games to come back and really kind of fire up his team is to you know be one at Red Bull Arena. Well, I mean, beyond that, I think just like having him hired right now gives him kind of the luxury of having almost a complete season and then if he doesn't do well he has the luxury of saying look I didn't get a preseason give me the preseason he has another season well, I guess what, 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 I you, mean, what I you, like, you say as luxury is like still a really shitty season like it's like not like I don't know I, I it's it's a it's just all in all very weird time well, to, that's to make of, this call right? that's, that's the beauty of MLS though the no pro rel stuff is that he doesn't have to worry about getting relegated yeah I, I feel like it's actually kind of the timing actually kind of works the opposite way for him, where he can't necessarily claim, oh, I had no preseason quite yeah, as well, much because he's a lot of time. If if they continue to be really mediocre or worse, it's an awkward decision to be made. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of Wade Barrett a little bit. Also, how long has uh, he been at the club? I mean, at this point. Not like, long. The full offseason. Right. Yeah. So he's been there for the full offseason. I think he probably has a general idea of how, this is, how, how, you know, how things operate. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like he's coming in blind. It's not like they just kind of... Uh, yeah, but if you're hiring a new coach, you expect them to change the system. Yeah. Maybe, Although, maybe not. Well, I mean, not, no, not, to, drag, not to drag his name too much, but it is, it is common knowledge or, or often said or that like Robin Frazier... Spoken behind the scenes. Yeah, so. Robin Frazier, Thierry Henry, and Peggy Ulandula were really the, the ones who did that tactical shift in the middle of the 2014 season. For the 4 one Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Again, all hypothetical, but, uh, you know, maybe we'll be able to talk next week about the warm welcome maybe. of Michael Becky back to uh, Red Bull Arena. We can certainly talk about definites, and that's yeah. uh, you know, Nick Armando's uh, call-up. Yeah. So there are a bunch of call-ups this week that are going to affect both teams. Uh, prime of which for RSL is Nick Armando, who's once again been called into national team camp to be the presumably third goalkeeper, um, which is great news for us. We get to play uh, backup instead of one of the greatest yeah. MLS keepers of all time. <laughs> which, if we get a PK, we're, we'll still not score. <laughs> Yo, no uh, Sasha, though. I don't know. But maybe we, we, maybe we will score. <laughs> Kyle yeah. Beckerman will be playing for the team, though. I did not get called in. Um, other big players for RSL continue to be Jao Plata, who is, who's kind of finally landed in RSL and made it his home. Uh, Chris Wingert. Is, is now in... He's back? Yeah, he's in uh, <laughs> RSL, I think. I hope that... He is. Yeah. Yura Mofsisian has uh, returned from Russia um, and started once again at RSL. Um, he's has a little bit of a slow start, um, but he, he's been a great player for them before he went to Russia, and, and I think he played for Ruben Kazan. Potentially a great player, although he may not be showing it so far this season. Then we have Justin Glad, Tony Beltran... Aaron Mond as defenders. Um, Sonny, all best good. name in MLS. Sonny, yeah, Sonny Mustavar. Um, yeah, this is this is a, a team with a lot of MLS familiar names yeah. in one way or the other. Um, but 
Uh, maybe a team the last couple of years, if it were in the Eastern Conference, maybe could have sneaked a spot. But um, I think a, a beatable team, especially at home. Last year, of course, we lost to them at the tail end of our, our terrible losing streak. Uh, this was a game that Ronald Zubar scored off a corner, corner on before mm-hmm. we uh, eventually gave, gave up two up, goals yeah. very late. This was actually one of the original uh, two or... or we actually didn't choke two no, but it was it, it was, was a blown lead. It was a one of the original blown lead games. Um, on our side of the field, uh, news has come in that Sasha has in fact been called up uh, <sighs> to national team camp to replace an injured uh, Bobby Wood. Hey, this might be good though because right, yeah. Sasha's underperforming. Maybe Sasha's slightly underperforming right now, and a little bit of mandated squad rotation, mm-hmm. I think, could be good and I, interesting. Well, I think that it would probably be good a good game to give Mike Grilla a start maybe and what it's like how does it how does it work straight out? swap yeah straight swap on That's the wing it. yep and, and then the four two two two, two. two. Yeah, yeah and you, you push uh push Royer to uh to the right yeah and he's been playing better on the right, right. Exactly. so that that's a I feel like it's a win-win also like Jesse said you kind of plays on the right anyway why don't we just switch them yeah but what do we do then if we want to switch back to four two three one we put Felipe up Put Adams in or something. But, but we also don't. No, but I mean like we don't necessarily back have... and forth. Not like you know, a substitution. I but... think Gorilla's distribution is pretty okay. I think he could play up. I, I, I mean, I just don't yeah. think that's as big of an issue, right? I mean, I, I think that the most important thing is to be able to switch out pieces, and I feel like the like Gorilla is a very like a fine switch. I mean, obviously. Well, I no, think... I think that was a big part of her success in the first two games of the season. That we could switch being, between the two. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I think that was much more noticeable in the second game than the first game. Also, last game we played with two pure strikers. We couldn't really, like, you know. Well, the first game we kind of went to that, what people are calling a 4 1 4 1. Yeah. Um, after a sub. But I think being able to switch Sasha back inside instead of being on the outside was an important element in that. If we have Grella in straight swap for Sasha, then that doesn't give us the same kind of flexibility, I think. I mean, I think if we're going to have a number 10 or a creative attack, What other number 10 do we have, though? I mean, last year, based on when Sasha wasn't available, Felipe would go into that. But it wasn't like he had a remarkable impact in that role. I, I, he did I, fine. We won, we won, I think, all of our games. We, at, at least we won against Houston. Sean Wright Phillips played that role for a game. No, as a sub. In CCL. In CCL, yeah, yeah. But, like, that's rotation central. Uh, but and then at home, we won, against, I mean, uh, the Houston game we won on set pieces. We didn't win because of the like because of distribution. Scored by Felipe, but yeah, yeah, I know Felipe had yeah. a kick-ass Felipe game. But Felipe I, but I don't, still I don't think set pieces then. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I, I don't think that. But, but then don't, we, I, don't I think, think the game was won by him being in that number. I think 10. against either Seattle or against New England, one of those one-zero kind of pedestrian wins at home in the second half of the season, we had Felipe playing the number ten. Did we? Yeah. When he was the guy that got slotted up top, and 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 then we, we put also Davis so and Cardi. Are you talking? If you're talking about Seattle, but we yeah. also played poorly that game. We didn't necessarily deserve to win. We also we won that game because of uh, national team call ups from Seattle, which resulted in really poor well, we our own as well. attacking. But we also don't have a player that really Players. slots in there, do we? I mean, I think Felipe Jesse has shown that he trusts Felipe in that role. More than he dressed in the number ten, but not yeah. on the wing of the fourteen. So, I, so yeah, but so, Sasha sucks in that role so, anyway. So, so, Brett, so like, Brett, I agree with what you're saying uh, in the sense that the most like you know in that uh, for for looking at if we're talking about just number tens, then then Felipe is the guy that is the most reasonable switch. But in the four two two two, I think that it's I think it'd be fine if Grella took his place, especially because Grella is a type of winger who cuts in anyway. I think Grella only knows how to play one position though, or like winger slash forward. Yeah. I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, think that sacrifices our flexibility. I think Royer seems more capable of playing Well, he's still playing, too. So it doesn't matter. I would rather put Davis out there. Davis... On the wing? And no, no, no. Adams in? Davis and... Um, sorry. Davis and Adams in the center. Felipe up top? Yeah. On the wing? No. Fuck the wings. That's not, that's not how you it works. Straight up play a 4-2-3-1? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't like so that. So Jesse will definitely not do that. <laughs> yeah. I think you could put... Because, like, he's just... Like, he's very committed to this this four two two two, And he's not going to back down now, especially when we're 2-1, which is really not a bad place to be in three yeah. games in. 
There's just I don't think there's enough like a compelling enough of an yeah, argument just to switch. More to switch from that. I just think we have time. This is a game that we have enough flexibility and time to toy around with a little bit and putting out just a strict four two 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 formation like that with Grella, where that's really kind of the only thing we can play with that personnel would be limiting because then it's like if you want to switch to something else you can't with that personnel well i mean jesse did does admire right how leipzig play leipzig sometimes play with a 4-3-3 yeah so maybe we play with a 4-3-3 i don't see that i, I don't see that but i mean i think that it's fine if we if i think Grella could start because i think Grella's been playing well uh I, there's really no reason not for him to not start at this point, no, out, of, yeah, out, of, out of anybody else on the on the bench, um, would come up, yeah. So, so I think it'd be fine. Uh, but I also think that if we, you know, if the four two 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 or you know whatever is not working out the way it should be, we can always make subs in the second half and then from there make the appropriate tactical adjustments, hey. which, is, which is what we have been doing. I think the last three games anyway. Hey, right. hey, Verone might be healthy. I was gonna say you got Verone, you got Gobranson, you got Etienne. Who do you start? Why? Why not just go with BWP and Cole Brownson again? You thought it was good enough to try again? I mean, I'm asking. Are well, how are they going to develop chemistry if they don't play together? I mean, I presuming that we're trying to rotate or something. I mean, mm, okay, then put Etienne and Cole Brownson in. Oh, well, I think what will happen is I think that Cole Brownson will start. Um, I, th- I think that uh, that, make, that makes I mean, to me that makes the most sense. I think that. Sub-wise, we'll see Etienne come on. Yeah. I think we could see Adams make an appearance, and then I also think that Mule will come on if we're uh, if we're losing or look flat because he did provide a bit of energy right. in the last eight eight or so minutes. So also, I mean, like I, I didn't mention this before, but people who were like calling on Jesse for being stubborn tactically, he he was willing to play start a player that just came in a week ago. So I, I mean, I, I yeah, I do see that we might be able to have a lot of squad rotation this game too. I don't think he's. I mean, I think he's just he's committed to this this system is what I think. I mean, I think that he, I, no, I, I his job depends on it. Yeah, yeah. no, I totally agree. But I, but I think that there's been a nice change, change from, you know, stubborn Jesse last year. Stubborn is like, in like tweaking like players and in, in positions that they, yeah. would, that they would normally play. I think that he's been a little more responsive in the second half of these games, which I've come his to appreciate. Subs have been smarter. Yeah. Okay. So next question, fullbacks. Who do, we do you play Mario? Do no, you he's called Mario? up. You can't. Oh, called up. Playing for Panama, right? So we're gonna. Yep. So we have Zuzo and Billy. We're gonna, we're gonna okay. run into the same issues, but this time we're we'll gonna have to face see a if much. Taxi is healthy. Does was Billy so I'm, I'm bad? I'm afraid of Plata. Does was Billy so bad that he warrants a replacement? No is matter Kanye what. Is Kanye healthy? I don't think so. <sighs> but do you, are, are you trying to find a replacement or any other alternative besides Billy? Was we he that need bad? Their left back. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty. He was, he was pretty bad, but I also think that. Like you're playing a, an RSL team that has just been so underwhelming uh, that this is a, this this is this is I'm more comfortable him starting at, at this game at home than I am at Seattle on the road. It's I, way more comfortable. Right, but I mean I I feel like RSL also have Joe Plata as kind of that difference maker type player like a Piatti or Lucio Costa to a much lesser degree. Yes, but I, I think that at any point he could just you know. Okay, Turn but like on. significantly less dangerous than than Ladero Dempsey Morris. Yeah, significantly yeah. less. Tony dangerous. Beltran's also a uh, pretty decent MLS fullback that could pr- pr- provide a threat. Right, but he's not right. like Jovan Jones. Mm. I wouldn't. You know, I'd I wouldn't say, say he's about fine. He's about level. I think we made Jovan Jones look a lot better than he is. I mean, I feel like Jovan Jones has had a very good last six months. Maybe. I think Maybe that, the, that that Billy is the obvious weak point, and I think that RSL are very, you know, clearly know we're going to know this going now, going, yeah. going into the game, and so yeah. they're going to they're going to try to to really hit us there. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but it'll be a you know good point, a good chance for him to prove us wrong. I would hope that we try the goalkeeper a little bit, knowing it's a guy that yeah. one is not Nick Romando, two does not get regular team minutes every week i think we've been doing that more this season in general like all of our shots haven't come from within the box felipe hasn't been trying at least one shot a game but we didn't we we didn't have a lot of shots in in the rsl game or in the seattle game yeah but felipe tried that one i liked that one time you know that was a good shot more of that i think he's been trying at least once a game so i think we're going to see more of that yeah yeah i think might as well give it a shot because then you know who knows might get a corner might get 
a deflection, a, a deflection or, or just like a, a bad clearance back to the center instead of off to the side. I think with a goalkeeper or a backup goalkeeper, it's worth trying and probing out, at least in the first half, to see just how he reacts and yeah. if he's nervous. Um, cool. All right, let's move to predictions then, I guess. Uh-huh. That's all that's left. At home, 4 p.m. on Saturday against RSL on our second game of our home season. This is going to be very similar to um, the way that we played against Houston last year, where there's back and forth, lots of goals. Um, I feel like neither defense is convincing. Uh, You know, with with, uh, Felipe most likely taking set pieces... Hopefully he'll score a few more goals. It'd be really Ooh, nice. I think we see some Sean Davis corners this game. Yeah, mm. maybe. Um, that, that's true. Um, that's a good point. Uh, and I think that'd actually be great because uh, it'll help his confidence. It'll, it'll also, yeah. but also like that was one of his strong points whenever he played yeah. uh, last season. Great it, delivery. It'd be, yeah, great had, delivery. Yeah, and I think that's something that Sasha has really not been providing thus far. Uh, so it'd be good for that to you know, that nice little change of pace. Yeah, uh, we haven't scored in a set piece yet, have we? We haven't, and oh, it's no, 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 no. we scored on a corner against Atlanta. Oh, true. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Um, uh, but we still don't look very convincing on set pieces or <laughs> yeah. corners. Um, and so like, uh, it'd be nice for that to change. Uh, but I think that it's gonna be three to us. Okay. So. Huh. It's funny because I think the opposite. I think our offense is gonna continue to be kind of like. Uh, dull. Um, I think we're gonna be uninspiring. Um, but at the same time, I also don't see RSL really, really, really threatening us. So I say one nil us. I'm I'm feeling a lot of goals as well. I'm gonna say three one mm. to us. I think that like this this is like a similar situation where like when we played Houston at home, we were not scoring goals. Right. At that point in the season, we were not scoring a lot of goals, and we did not look that. We like I think we looked better this year than we did last year at this point. Uh, and I think that this is the type of game where we're kind of. I think it takes put a lot of shots on net and see what happens. Yeah, I would like to see. I I could see this being a game, and I hope it's a game where we throw somebody like Etienne Grella in there and say go, and eventually one or two comes off. So, oh yeah, cool. This week I gotta say, with only this, with only three matches being played, I really manipulated the hell out of my fantasy team. Uh, (laughs) They've, they've. I shouldn't tell everyone this because now everyone's gonna lineups are not even. not, they're not locked yet, right? No, no, no. They're locked on like Friday, oh, but they well, got rid thanks. of the transfer Thank you for the limit. Tip. Uh, so so I'll release the episode on Friday. <laughs> you can, yeah. You could really, you can really manipulate the high of your your um your lineups because you know in previous seasons I'd kind of just you know try to have some sort of sense of continuity. I wouldn't try to micromanage it, but now it's like okay, yeah, sure, free transfers, it. yeah, yeah, why not? So now I've got every single player starting. Um, made sure to get that forward whoever's playing. Uh, Minnesota to be starting. Sorry, are they Minnesota. playing this week? They are, yeah. They're one of the teams. Where are they playing? Two, yeah, uh, they're playing New England, which is kind of like immovable uh, objects, yeah. you know. No, oh, they had a 2 thing. 2 draw against. Uh, they got a point, which is bad. Against Colorado, too. Maybe, all, maybe all that teams just to score two points against at, at Colorado. Maybe and Ramirez scored that, uh, right? or two goals, not two points. Maybe it just means that Colorado is not as good as we thought. Mm, I don't know. Oh, this is an, uh, so this is an uncharacteristic. 2-2, two, two, no, not 1-0 not game by Colorado. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I just don't think Colorado is that good. But Whatever, yeah. but I think that playing against, I think New England's going to be the game that they get their win. It's, yeah. It's going to be it. <laughs> yeah, of, of all teams, this, this is it. There's like no better team to play. New England, are New England zero points? Yeah, but they, they had a game canceled. Oh, right, right. So, right. so they only have two games. Two, so, you know. two very like unconvincing performances. Yeah, it's that time. You know, it's still that time of the season oh, where man. maybe Jay Heaps finally gets fired. Maybe that is a question I saw people uh, asking. Who do you think is has the hottest seat now that Kassar is gone? The the it's three the three popular options I saw listed were Olsen, Heath, uh, Heath and Kinnear, and Heaps. Olsen four. Yeah, I think Heath is not on the list, but. Now oh, come on, they're not gonna fire Keith, right? They're gonna at least give him half season. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it depends on. Hey, they got a point. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> everything's coming up. They're doing Minnesota. better than we were at this point last season. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm just really satisfied with uh, New England's irrelevance this year. So that, that pleases me. So every. Okay, let's take a look. Let's guess crazy. though. Who, if you had to pick, who's hottest right yeah. now? Uh, Olsen, Kinnear, or Heaps? 
I'm gonna go with Heaps. Heaps. I, I think right. he's in the worst position right now. Right. All right. It's kind of it's a hard question because it's different. Who, the question is not who should be, but who is, and all of the ownerships are extremely tolerant of all right. three of them. Well, I mean, I think who should be is probably Dom Kinnear. I think it should be Kinnear, yeah. But I think it is Heaps. They've done okay so far. This exactly. Season. That's kind tough. of because Anibal Godoy is pulling magic out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. But but know. they're like they're still playing. Pretty, and Wando's well. still scoring. Like yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say no. I mean, I would say it'd be between Olsen and, and Heaps. Uh, I, I think that um, just like heaps because of not making the playoffs last season yeah. right and oh, i think olsen had too good of a season last season yeah but like not though like he didn't have yeah, like they finished, strong. They finished yeah. fourth but then got knocked out after like a very i don't know yeah but he made the playoffs i think like, if kinnear does not make playoffs this season he's done but if he's consistently hovering around seventh all season and they're not going to fire him until it's confirmed <laughs> that, that he's not, not making yeah. it yeah so we'll see. All right, that's a wrap for episode 41 of View from 202. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at View from 202. Follow us on Facebook at View from 202. Hit us up on email. Uh, we have I have an email suggestion at View from 202.com. I, I think you should email us to guess what Britt was eating in the first uh, segment. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> um, and then uh, I lied last week. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Um, plug the store plug again. The store, oh, yeah. How dare Sorry, you, yeah. dirty capitalist! Yeah, I know. A, hey, man, it's the system. It's not me. Um, <laughs> or what he's eating right now. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> viewfrom com slash shop. And then, as always, um, we have our Spotify playlist where we're posting everything that we play on the show yeah. on the Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, hit us up with any suggestions uh, we, at us. We've been getting a little bit more feedback this year, and I like it. Yeah. So. Um, Thanks, guys. Pester us. Especially if you think we're... Like, it's always... Like, it sounds like I'm joking, and I kind of am, but I'm also not. Yeah. Like, especially if you think we said something dumb and, like, wrong. We that's, usually do. So. Yeah. It's, it's more interesting to bat off of that. The and, only reason I started this podcast was so we can get some YouTube comments, and we haven't gotten that. So... <laughs> we'll have to post something on YouTube first, but... Um, yeah. All right. We'll we'll see... You. It's a home game, so we'll see you at the game, if we see you. Sure. All right. Okay. Say hi to us. I took my roof off at the red light. I took my roof off at the red light. Trap, 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 trap. Trap, 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 trap. Brown bag legend, cause it's all cash. Brown bag legend when it's all cash. Trap, 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 trap. Trap, 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 trap. First one on the block, Whoa. I need mine off the top huh. Overtown, he got shot, but he died in overlocker huh. Couldn't save one lump, hit him up, lump, lump See the look on my face, like cash did in one state Woo. Niggas hate on my sound, till I went the first round Woo. Then I earned the Lombardi, ain't no fuckboys allowed Woo. Only fucking shit exclusive, Woo. her favorite rapper Lil Boosie Woo. To tell the truth, I didn't ask, when it come to bitches, I'm Gucci I'm the wrong one to rob. In the jungle, I'm Nas. In the label, I'm Russell. In the trap, I'm Rick Ross. Double M Goldman Sachs. Just like Omar and Chloe. You came down for the packs. I sent you right back loaded. Whoa. I took my roof off at the red light. I took my roof off at the red light. Trap, 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 trap. Trap, 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 trap. Brown bag legend, cause it's all cash. Brown bag legend, when it's all cash. Trap, 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 trap. Trap, 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 trap. I was trying to bet it, hold me out by Vegas, start the trap. Like, nigga, tell my raid in the trap, man, I'm about to go ape in the trap. Nigga, go nigga, watch your babies in the trap, nigga, click all base in the trap. Down they slay in the trap, nigga, run baby in the trap. I'm about to get this shit movie, yeah. Answer the door with the woolly, yeah. Rinsing on water, I need me a boat. I'm about to get this shit cruising, yeah. Stand at the store till you woozy, woozy. Let me make a move it, movie, yeah. Move, 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 bitch, I'm richer than Tom Cruise, yeah. So many different meds on me. I took my roof off at the red light. I 
I took my roof off at the red light. Trap, 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 trap. Trap, 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 trap. Brown bag legend, cause it's all cash. Brown bag legend when it's all cash. Trap, 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 trap. Yeah, trap, 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 trap. I ain't nothing like the trap niggas. Go y'all backpack nigga. Uber crates to the fans puller. Woo woo, cataracts nigga. I'm the type, holla at the wife. Her body yours, but her soul is mine. Adios, do 120, y'all she wonders. Good dig and advice. Race scraper, my tires. Jamie said till I'm fried. Famous here, but I'm humble. Double M the Empire. Ranzel got me all day. I'm Kyrie, he LeBron James. Tired niggas say for Lauren ain't tired. Bop a sports in a hurt day. I ain't nothing like them trap guys. I mean, I kind of do back dimes. I kind of never do back down. Leave a nigga high via rap lines. Get a beat, leave a baptized. Mob ties, but it's black lies. Black lies, nigga, trap lies. Give me five on the black side. I took my roof off at the red light. I took my roof off at the red light. Trap, 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 trap.